Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. everybody to another episode of Agents of Mace. Today we are talking about the much anticipated Moon Knight. It's finally here. The first episode is out. Uh, we were talking a little bit about it before the show started that we were surprised that we only got one episode. Uh, but at the same time, that's fine with me. Uh, as a <laughs> As a content creator who depends on this content lasting a while, uh, it's nice. But as a viewer, it was kind of like, oh, man, I was really hoping to get to watch two. Um, but I guess uh, as we dive into this episode, let's do first thoughts. Because this was very different from anything else we've gotten so far. Definitely. Um, I, you know, I think as the nature of most of these, it's just, I've got questions is <laughs> <laughs> basically I'm intrigued and I've got questions. How about you, Elisa? Um, I enjoyed it more than I was expecting to. I wasn't expecting to not enjoy it, but it had, it had a greater sense of fun than I was anticipating. And I think that the reason why... I liked it as well as I did is because I feel like they're aping Edgar Wright just a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) But that's, that's good with me. Go for it. I like that kind of stuff. So first thoughts, positive toward Moon Knight. I'm excited to discuss it with you too. (laughs) My first thoughts are similar. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought that there were a couple weak moments, but it was only weak because the CG just wasn't great. Um, which is interesting <laughs> because in all of these shows so far, the CG has been like relatively close to movie quality, if not movie quality. Um, so there were just a couple moments in this that were like they fell short, 
But then there were other moments that were like, I mean, yeah, that could have been in a Marvel movie and I would have bought it. So CG aside, as far as like the story goes, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. It was very different. It was almost like watching a horror rather than like a comic book movie. Uh, Yeah, more so so near the end. Yes. It was hitting on that note. So I'm excited to see to see where it goes and uh, and what happens to everybody here. Only because I was, we'll get into it, but the main character was not someone that I was familiar with. Um, having only again read, uh, I've read two different um, Moon Knight series now, and neither one of them did the main character ring a bell. (laughs) So uh, it was later revealed in the episode, the characters that I knew. So I was like, okay, so maybe this is like a, either it's based on a story I haven't read or it's maybe something new for this version of Moon Knight. I don't know. Um, So before we get too far ahead ourselves, we'll, jump into the beginning of the episode (laughs) uh so we get first of all the open which ouch why would you do that (laughs) uh we basically get uh who we don't know who he is early on but it's arthur uh harrow Mm -hmm. and we get him doing sort of like a weird ceremony with a glass of water and then he crushes it, and then he pours it in his shoes, and then he walks away with it in his shoes. Um, interesting. It is never brought back up again. <laughs> so, we're, uh, yeah, it's we like... We just have to assume he's cruising in those shoes for the rest of the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah even, even later on, that's just kind of what's in your mind. It's like... Is he still just walking around with glass in his shoes? Yeah, yeah, is the glass still there, or...? I mean, they were like open sandals in the back. You would assume that the glass would have like made its like, way out eventually. Right. <laughs> Is this why his steps are so different? Yeah, <laughs> probably. Or he's never <laughs> running after his <laughs> Or it's even like, um, you know, I was curious to see how far they could take it because, like, I mean, look, reality is like you're stepping on that glass. Like your bottom of your foot's gonna be cut open and bleeding. So I was, I was wondering if they're gonna do anything with like a pathway of essentially his blood mm-hmm. but you know we never got into anything like that level um yeah yet yet because <laughs> I, mean, um, I was expecting that too like as he was walking away i kept looking at where he was walking to see mm-hmm. like oh is gonna be especially like cause, coming in? yeah because like the next moment he's walking through the crowd and mm-hmm. everyone basically wants to touch him right so it's mm-hmm. like i almost was expecting like is he gonna leave a trail and pe- these people are just like gonna follow him Mm-hmm. So it's not an important detail, but something I noticed about the shoes is that they are super. <laughs> <laughs> they just are. So I'm not really sure what that is unless they're just like, okay, I need you all to focus on the shoes and not for anything positive. We're filling them with glass and they look like something that your oldest, most deranged uncle is going to wear to the beach. Yeah. that I feel like that's the vibe they were going for. Yep. Just like creepy dude. <laughs> With creepy sandals full of glass. <laughs> uh, well, after we see we see weird uh, weird glass shoes, uh, 
um, we go and we see Stephen Grant, who, funny and a quick shout out, because um, I think he listens to this podcast. I have a friend named Stephen Grant. And so <laughs> when he said his name, I was like, hey, I know Stephen Grant. Uh, anyway, sidetracked. Um, but we get Stephen Grant, who has, like, in a way that didn't really make sense to me, um, put an ankle brace or restraint on and tied it to a bike lock to a bedpost and then surrounded his mm-hmm. bed with a sand circle so he can see, I guess, if he was taken or if he mm-hmm. walked away. But the ease at which he takes the <laughs> the ankle restraint off just makes me feel like why do you think that you wouldn't do that whenever you were possessed or if someone was stealing you or mm-hmm. whatever he thinks is going on i feel like that ankle restraint isn't quite enough it, yeah. i mean it's later revealed that yes it is not quite yeah, enough clearly. at all but <laughs> the, that's one of those mo- yeah 100% like it's just kind of like that's just too easy like this mm-hmm. is a scenario where like he needs to have like the one person he actually trust that has to help him with this to ensure like he's not going anywhere. Right. <laughs> uh, we, well, we also see his fish Gus, um, <laughs> the one fin wonder, uh, AKA Nemo. <laughs> yes. I, I a hundred percent was like, is this a Nemo reference? And then later it's just said, they out flat loud. out say it. Yeah. Yes. And I was like, Oh, okay. So <laughs> got it. Um, I did see somebody post something about Gus being the new addition to the pet Avengers, <laughs> which is funny, but then Gus is different later on without right. getting into too much detail. So I don't know about that uh, theory there. Um, but basically Steven goes to work. He calls and leaves a voice message with his mom and he goes to work. He works at the Smithsonian, I believe. Or is... Yeah. Or is he the one that works... No, it's not that Natural History Museum. It's Egypt. So it'd have to be the Smithsonian or... Unless it's just some Egypt museum that's not a real thing. Does England have a Smithsonian? Yes. They have a... a actually a large Egypt exhibit in their Smithsonian. Hmm. Um... If I remember, a humble brag. I have been, I have been there. Uh, it didn't look anything like it does in the uh, the show, <laughs> and I didn't see any scary monsters. But um, his boss Donna is the worst. I made sure to write a <laughs> note of that. Um, she's just rude and doesn't like him. So I'm wondering if that will come back later or if she's just like comic relief when he's at work um who knows do, um, i mean she is a find out she's a character stuff. in the comics so i'm curious if she'll kind of have like this dual role persona mm-hmm. um so she first appeared in mark specter moon knight issue 39 and she was mark's publicist at specter corp 
which is a company that Steven funds to basically, he uses that company to fund his Moon Knight operations. Gotcha. I, I'm curious about how they have everybody react to Oscar Isaac's character in this. Because, like, we do get the sense that he's a little bit, you know, awkward and nerdy. But everybody is just so ridiculously dismissive of him. The, what I put in my notes is, why is everyone acting like Oscar Isaac is an ugly dweeb? And, he, like, he is? But another thing is, I kind of think maybe Oscar Isaac, as great as he is, and I do think he's doing a good job with this role, he's a very, very good actor. I think he might be a little bit miscast. Because hmm. I buy him more as Mark, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, mm -hmm. than I do as Steven. And it, he also feels like he might be a little bit older. Like, not that there's anything wrong with casting older people, because obviously there's not. <laughs> but if this is going to be somebody who feels very much like they're just starting out, working at a gift shop, trying to work their way up the ladder at this museum because they have an interest in history, I think that it would have made more sense to cast younger mm -hmm. I yeah. would agree, except I have a theory to bring up um, once we get a little bit further in the story that I think may explain that. Um, mm -hmm. Because I thought that too. I was like, he's working at this gift shop and but, it seems like he's been there for a long time. Yeah, because he's like wants to be a... Um, basically what, a guide? Like a tour guide? Because mm -hmm. like, yeah, the whole like opening... He's just like Wikipedia. Like he's just spitting out like all this information. And it's just constantly like, I know you want to be a tour guide, but you're not going to be a tour guide. You're going to work here and do inventory. So suck it up right. and deal with it. <laughs> he he uh, did fully well, endear himself to me whenever he pointed out an, a historical inaccuracy in the promotional yeah. poster. <laughs> I was like, that's my boy. I do love you, Steve. It's like, Look, I don't mean to like knock the marketing, but this is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so there are there are a ton of um, there are a ton of like nods or inclinations to show us as viewers that there is a split personality going on. Mm -hmm. um, we get it a couple times early on, but not very like in your face. Uh, I think one of the more in your face ones for me was uh when he's talking to the human statue mm -hmm. um because in the comics that's how he converses with Konshu is that it, he mm -hmm. has like a basically he has a statue like a moon knight statue and that's where the god resides and that's how he like mark speaks with the god so I was like, oh, is this like a nod to that he speaks to the statue in the comic? So I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Um, and then I feel like all of a sudden his his sleep thing doesn't work and mm -hmm. he wakes up in another country. And we don't know if it's a dream. We don't know if it's real. Um, this is kind of where my I will shove my theory because it kind of fits in here. Um, because he has a second, he leaves a second voicemail for his mom mm -hmm. and on his wall, he's like pinning up the postcards that his mom sends. Mm -hmm. If you look at those postcards, they very 
closely resemble and I believe a few match the postcards that are on display at mm-hmm. the museum. Yep. So I think that Mark Mark is the is the original owner of this body. Mm-hmm. And when Kanchu came in, it split Mark's personalities so there's like a bunch of personalities going on which i think is kind of what explains like the posters that we've seen with the different versions um and i think that to keep himself safe maybe or to like hide his identity from people he's taken on this role of stephen grant Hmm. and is convincing the stephen grant personality or whatever that like he's living a normal life so that's why he's sending he's like sending himself postcards basically mm-hmm. pretending to be his mom so that's my big early on theory um for who, I, who his mom is i'd say that's probably spot on the question though is like who's he actually calling on the phone right is it even anything mm-hmm. or is it just like i don't know can you call and leave yourself a voicemail? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we know that he finds a phone mm-hmm. coming up, so it, it's yeah. possible that he just has like a burner phone yeah. locked in a box somewhere, and that's where all the messages are going. Yeah. Yeah, that like that whole yeah, that's a little bit later on. We'll get there. Um the the statue guy, it seems like that's another comic reference. It's uh potentially Bertrand Crawley who uh, is in the Moon Knight comics. He's a homeless person, but he basically is an informant to Mark. Mm -hmm. So he just keeps them in the loop of what's going on. So I wonder if that will come up later in this season, since like he never broke the entire time that he was the the statue. So it's impressive. (laughs) You know, I don't know. This is one of those, like, is this just going to be like a little nod to the comics or will this become something bigger, like something more regular that we see? Mm-hmm. well there's a big chase um well i guess before we get to the chase he wakes up some people are shooting at him he has a scarab that's just in his pocket and he's not really sure where it came from uh he gets to the town in the town is where we see arthur make his way through the crowd some people come over he rolls up his sleeves, he does a little ritual, and he has some scales on his arm, and the scales rotate back and forth, and then they say basically whether you're going to be a good person or a bad person. And if you're a good person, you're good. If you're a bad person, he sucks the life out of you. I don't know. We don't... <laughs> she what? just died, but we don't really know how. <laughs> what is... Yeah, like, what was all that? What is he doing? Yeah. Uh, so... The way that he explains it later made sense. I mean, he's a villain, but I I was like, oh, okay, I understand what he's trying to do now. But it's weird to me that he, like, came to this town, stays in this giant castle in this town, and tests everybody in the town. Mm-hmm. I feel like that wouldn't last long. Like, the town was not that big. I assume Hmm. you would have tested everybody within a couple months. And then what does he like go to another town? 
Yeah, because like he uh, just shows up later at the end, right? So yeah, yeah. You know, so it's, there's plot hole. It's just like, who is this? I mean, all all we know is that his name's Arthur, and he likes pain. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. At this point, yes, and and he's got a creepy two-headed alligator staff and. Oh, and clearly he has like killed somebody minions because like all these people have like the tattoo, right? So mm-hmm. it's it's almost in a way I'm thinking of like Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like you have like all these people like band together for, mm-hmm. you know, certain reasoning. Um, yeah, it's like a cult. He's yeah. like a basically, cult yeah. I was getting big time. Uh, Hail Hydra. Oh, vibes yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, so basically what happens is Stephen confronts him. He tries to give... He's basically forced uh, to. (laughs) Yeah, he he tries to give the the amulet back or the uh, scarab back, but his body refuses to let him. Uh, He's like hearing voices telling him no, calling him an idiot, things like that. Um, Then he blacks out. And when he wakes up, there are a bunch of people dead around him. And you hear the voices again. He has to run away. He steals an ice cream or not ice cream, a cupcake, cupcake truck, truck. <laughs> <laughs> for for a pretty exciting uh, chase. This is where the CG got a little slippy and mm. wasn't great. Uh, there's a part where a guy is <laughs> standing somehow riding on the front of a car, leaps off the front of the car into the back of the cupcake van. And it looks bad. It does not look good <laughs> at all. Um, I don't know what happened there. I don't know if that was like a quick reshoot or something. I don't know. It, it just it didn't look great. Um, the car chase was fun, though. Lots of nonsense explosions and, you know, cars getting destroyed uh throughout the drive he blacks out a couple times and whenever he wakes up he has killed somebody or destroyed something mm-hmm. um so we're really starting to see like oh these aren't just like different personalities they're like completely different people almost taking over his body mm-hmm. um but we don't really know who at this point uh we just hear two voices every now and then um so he blacks out one last time and wakes up and he's in his bed again and he's like everything's cool i'm back home uh he goes and checks on gus all of a sudden gus has two fins he finds a hole in the wall and in it is a cell phone with a key we never figure out what the key is for um yeah, I want to rewatch that scene to just look at the symbol because mm-hmm. it's connected to something that's got a symbol on it. I'm not really sure what it's for. Well, he opens the phone and is like flipping through, and it's just a bunch of missed calls from Layla. Um, the only thing I've seen about Layla is that it may be a reference to, and I can't remember her name, I didn't write it down but his like love interest in the comics whose name isn't Layla, mm-hmm. but this may be who that is. I'm pretty sure. Uh, may 
Callumway. I think so. Yeah. I don't know if that's the actress cast to play Layla or if that's the actual like comic name. Maybe the actress. I don't know. Uh, but we also see another name in there, which is another nod to the comic and somebody that I hope maybe shows up in this series. Uh, Ducamp. Um, in the comic, he is John Paul Ducamp and uh, Mark calls him Frenchie. Hmm. Uh, they fight in the war together and Frenchie basically becomes he becomes like Q for Moon Knight oh that's cool Uh, I think like early on Moon Knight Mm -hmm. didn't have mystical powers it was just like Batman except Mm -hmm. he was moon themed and Frenchie was like his not Alfred but what's the guy that like makes all this stuff for like James Bond oh like Lucius Lucius yeah that's basically what he is. He's like gadget. the gadget guy. He makes oh, all that's of cool. the gadgets. Um, so I, I really hope that maybe he shows up in some sense and we get all the cool gadgets. Although I feel like this is leaning a lot heavier on the like mystical side. So I don't I don't yeah. know that he will use gadgets. Per se, maybe but... that's future season. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. A uh, whole new series called Frenchie. <laughs> Uh, this is the first time that we do get to see him kind of deal with his uh, other personalities. Uh, Mark talks to him through a mirror. It scares him. All the lights start to flicker. Steven runs into the hall. This is that scene that I was telling you guys that I saw mm-hmm. um, where he like gets in the elevator and the giant bird head monster who is uh, Konshu. Konshu. How do you mm-hmm. pronounce it? Um, Konshu. Yeah, it is interesting here to note. Uh, so Stephen Grant is the, he knows nothing. Um, Mark is Moon Knight. And Khonshu is the god of the moon, vengeance, and travelers, which seem like three very <laughs> different things. But sure, if you want to cover all those, go for it, Khonshu. Um, <laughs> so we get to see... Mark kind of talked to him, but obviously Mark looks just like him. Later we see Khonshu like coming to talk to him or to get him or something. And it's terrifying. Uh, the only upside to this terrifying scene is, I don't know if anybody saw it, but there's a little Ghost Rider sticker in the elevator. <laughs> oh, um, no, I missed it. <laughs> I don't know if it's actually supposed to be Ghost Rider, but it's a little skull and okay. there's flames all around it. Uh, so I was like, ooh, because we kind of talked about this, that I think Ghost Rider would fit in very well with this like weird mystical yeah. demon vampire world that I think they're going to shove Moon Knight. So. Which, I don't even know if we've, I feel like we've talked about it. I've never seen uh, Ghost Rider, like the, the Nick Cage movies. Oh. And there are two of them, right? Yes, there are. Yeah, Wait, never... you haven't seen them either, Elisa? <laughs> no. Oh my gosh, what are we doing? Why haven't we done a watch of those? Man. All right. All right. Well, are they streaming? Uh, they were for a while. I don't know if they I don't are. know if they are now, but who knows they get picked up. Anyway. Is it one of those DVDs you can't get anywhere? Yeah, because everyone's like, no, I'm not gonna sell that. Let's poll the listener. Should we uh, squeeze in reviews for uh <laughs> Knight Rider? <laughs> yes Ghost. or no, let us know. What is this? Narrow. Or what is it called? Ghost Rider? I don't <laughs> know. Ghost Rider. I don't know what the second one is. Spirit of Vengeance. Both. Both. Let's just do them both. Let's just watch both. Yeah. Let's just do them all. Yeah. 
Kit, Kit Harrington. I don't know how many I see the relation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, he basically is like running away. He gets in a bus. He's trying to go to work. He sees uh, Arthur Harrow on the bus. He's like, oh my God, this is all real. This is all happening. He runs into work. Um, then he has to stay late to do inventory. So <laughs> that's kind of, we fast forward through a couple things. Um, but this is where the story breaks open basically. And oh my gosh, things are happening. Uh, there are about 150 moments where you're like, we get it. He has split personalities. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to keep <laughs> shoving it in our face. I understand. But they are cool shots. It's just they lose their effect when they do them one after the other. But we see him stand in front of uh, a couple like glass cases and his reflection move differently than he. Uh, there's one where he is like turning. There's a statue with like half of its face gone. And you're like, he's going to walk behind that statue and it's going to line up with his face. Right. And sure enough, it does. <laughs> um, but this is kind of the like <coughs> creepy, scary, paranormal part. Uh, he's mm-hmm. hearing like this howling and this all these like I'll just say it jackal noises uh, in in the the museum basically and he gets attacked by I don't know if it's supposed to be Anubis or if it's just like a jackal monster yeah that was never really fully explained yeah uh, but he gets attacked a by CGI a giant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, mm. He's running away, and he basically just keeps hearing uh, Mark tell him, "Like, just let me take hey, over. Gotta, let me take yeah, over. Yeah, let me let me take over." And it is cool. You get to see like there's all these like hieroglyphics and stuff that appear on the bathroom wall when he's locked in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, finally, he says, "Sure, you can take over. Save us. Whatever." And the monster finally breaks into the bathroom and then we don't really see what happens, but then we see the monster trying to like claw its way out of the bathroom and get dragged back in. So now it's like, oh, so Moon Knight's like no joke. <laughs> like mm-hmm. this monster is scared <laughs> of Moon Knight. So, and then we get to see him in all his Moon Knight glory. Uh, <laughs> he kills the monster and turns towards the camera and that's the end of the episode uh i am so excited to see where this goes i was not expecting it to be this early on that we get to see him like fight a monster kind Um, of (laughs) yeah yeah. i mean basically we just kind of see he's like nil we see the end yeah (laughs) basically just going batman on it just like beating it to a pulp but yeah that, that there was, uh... there was like one moment i was just like i bet you we won't even get to see him as moon knight in this see that's what you i know? thought too and and when it showed the like i don't know the wraps or whatever start to form around steven when he's like transforming into mark um i was like we're not gonna see it we're gonna hear it mm-hmm. but we're not gonna see it and then no, they just showed. They were like, "Yeah, here he is, Moon Knight." And I was like, "Oh, all right, yeah, cool." Which, some of some of these effects and stuff were really interesting because, like, 
how he basically turns into Moon Knight. Um, there's a new film out called The Cursed, uh, which is like a monster film. It's very similar effect. Like really, really in, in, interesting why they chose to do that. Um, yeah. yeah, I want to know, like, now that he, well, I guess we'll find out next week, obviously, but now that he has, like, maybe this is the first time that he let Mark fully take over. And so that's why he was able to, like, don his Moon Knight apparel. Maybe. Because it seemed like that took a second. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine that earlier when he was being like held down by a bunch of goons and he blacked out. Or when he was driving the car and he blacked out, that it mm-hmm. wasn't like immediate that somebody took over. Instead it was like, nah, he's got to like levitate for a second and transform. And like that just seems like a lot to do every time. So yeah. maybe this was just the first time that Mark was allowed to fully take over and be Moon Knight. Yeah. Um, and now we just have questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I do have a question. Uh, well, more more of a not a question to see what you guys think. Um, so we kind of skipped over when uh, Arthur confronts uh, Stephen in the museum, mm-hmm. but when that happens, Arthur kind of explains why he's doing what he's doing, which is to basically like he worships Amut 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 who is like it's like a god that's made up of the like three most dangerous animals in Egypt at the time mm-hmm. um, and she lives by the scales of not justice I don't know what they are the scales of life and mm-hmm. death or something um, but but that's basically like his whole gimmick is if Emmett was alive this whole time, then we wouldn't have had Hitler. We wouldn't have had uh, like these big genocides because all of those people would have been killed because that's her whole thing is that mm-hmm. she, she knows everything you've done and everything you will do. So she knows immediately whether you're a good or bad person. Yeah. So, during this speech, he explains how the gods were basically in charge, and at some point, humans turned away from the gods. Now, big question. Do you think the time that humans turned away from the gods is the time that uh, Apocalypse came? Mm. And Apocalypse was a mutant, so mm-hmm. all the people were like, you're really powerful, and you're just... A person so we should follow you instead of these gods that like may or may not exist hmm. and maybe this is our first x-men thing <laughs> <laughs> it's an oscar as a conception right time. yeah yeah so it begins and ends with i want to know <laughs> <laughs> i want to know if we think that there will be any reference to that uh, I assume we're going to get the gods in this. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming that <clears throat> Arthur is an avatar for Amit, sort of like mm-hmm. Stephen and Mark are avatars for Khonshu. So are we going to get this like crazy god battle between 
Amit and Tanshu or episode six. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I that was like my big uh oh moment. Was like, uh oh, are we gonna get X Men stuff finally in this Moon Knight? So maybe. Um, through, <clears throat> I guess, like film Twitter and like all the people that have gotten to see like the four episodes, there's been one common phrase for one episode. I can share it now. It's not a spoiler anyway. If you want me to, yeah, yeah. Basically, hear it. everyone has said equally that. Episode four will blow your minds. So now that we're talking about this, it makes me wonder, like, could could it dive into our first X-Men related things or could it be Blade? <clears throat> could it be another character that makes an appearance? Um, <clears throat> my guess right now is the next two episodes will be backstory episodes. We'll probably have one episode focused on Arthur and kind of like where he started and how he got to where he is. And then then we'll get another one that's following Mark and kind of leads to where he gets. And then episode four, it's just going to start going bonkers. What if it's that thing to where like, you know, with the Norse gods in the MCU, Mm -hmm. they explain, I don't know, they're not really gods Mm. they're just an advanced civilization and they visited earth and they made up stories. What if the Egyptian gods in this continuity are just old, old mutants like Apocalypse? Yeah. I mean, I don't see why not. I I think that's hmm. one of the things that I liked. One of the only things that I liked about the Apocalypse movie <laughs> was like this kind of leaning towards like oh yeah the egyptian gods were actually mutants and it was like oh that's cool okay mm-hmm. i buy by that so i mean maybe that is what's going on here and they just sort of got old and so people stopped following them maybe that's why i don't know i i think we need x ex- we need the whole avatar thing explained a little bit further mm-hmm. um which is another fun reference blue oh, people yeah. i love that movie <laughs> <laughs> or the anime or yeah the, i was yeah and i was like oh, i was surprised yeah, the uh okay. the anime got brought up as well um <laughs> yeah i think like the two biggest questions on my mind would be like you know kind of understanding well i mean the avatar thing's not that difficult like i get it um mm-hmm. i think i'm more curious on to why why there's a split personality mm-hmm. right like and like how long has this been going on right because moon knight is in a way it's very almost feels like this batman type character right mm-hmm. so would he not always want to be moon knight and go yeah i'm you know, trying to be in that persona like why why does mark not want to be like the main and maybe it's just con she has like all of these plans and it's just like he needs a way to kind of slow that down. I don't know. If I can recall, I'm pretty sure Kanshu is not the best. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, he like wants vengeance. Mm. See, and so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like Batman, but like dark Batman. Mm-hmm. So he like kills everybody and, and like, is kind of a menace and it's come on is it like 
that person looked at me the wrong way, so just take him out. Pretty much, yeah. He's like he's not a nice guy, and I think at some point Mark it Mark switches to like, hey, like we should probably not kill all these people. Mm-hmm. And Kanchu's like, no, we're gonna kill them. I mean, that's that's my thing, and I'm gonna kill them. And so there's like a struggle there. Mm. And I also think in the comics, in the earlier comics, post uh, Moon Knight Batman version and more this like mystical god moon knight version i believe when Kanchu enters mark's mind he splits it into a bunch of different personalities um and so all of those kind of like come and go i don't know if there's like a reason for Hmm. it i don't know if like mark is in full control Mm -hmm. maybe steven in this universe has like the most control. So that's why Steven's in charge the majority of the time, or maybe it is just Mark trying to like delay whatever country's plans are and slow down the end of the world or something. Does Moon Knight ever get the ebony blade? That I don't know. That would be an interesting twist because, like, essentially the ebony blade, like, is like a dark powered weapon. So it's kind of like going to pull out that evil in you. So mm-hmm. I wonder if at one point Mark had it and it was kind of like, this is too much. We got to, like, not be so evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, or I... maybe, maybe it was the fear of, like, maybe they're going to tie in, like, his love, the love interest. Maybe yeah, I'm interested getting, to see if, who Layla is and mm-hmm. how she fits into this. Yeah, uh, she seemed upset that Mark hadn't called her or told her what's going on. So it only would make sense that maybe Mark is running from something and hiding out as Stephen. Um, I mean, I keep waiting for them to him to go to work and them say something like it's only your like third month here or something like that. So it would like break that illusion that he's been doing this for a really long time and be like, oh, something's not right. He hasn't been here as long as he thinks he's been here. Yeah. Like one thing we didn't really cover, we kind of skipped over the, the part was like, uh, you know, we're talking like. Steven is this kind of almost socially awkward type person, but has a date. And even like his boss was like very surprised by it. And Mm -hmm. we get a moment where like he kind of he's off in a whole nother country or whatever and fighting. And then now he's back and he's going to his date. But yet, what was it like two days, two, two days have passed. It was Sunday and he thought it was Friday. It was Friday. It was like, how often has that happened? Yeah. Where he's lost multiple days. So. Yeah. I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited to find out. I really hope that the next episode isn't backstory only because like, I don't know. Don't waste my time. <laughs> like uh, six I'd episodes. Explain it. <laughs> I know six episodes is tight. So, I mean, they could split and do, if they could do one episode and half of it's like, you know, just do both of their backstories in one episode, but mm-hmm. traditionally, that's not usually how things go. Yeah, they'll drag <laughs> it's it out like so that... yeah, they're gonna drag it out, and it's gonna be like four, five, and six are gonna be all the action. 
Yeah, and six is going to be like four episodes crammed into one, and it'll be too fast. And okay, did y'all watch uh, the um, interview with Ethan Hawke on mm-hmm. like all the rumors? I didn't get a chance to. No, not yet. It was it's fun. It's fun because they basically he just like I think it was with Fallon, and he just goes through like here here are the questions or rumors from the internet. And I'm trying to remember. Oh, there's one. Oh, I wish I can't remember it off the top of my head. <laughs> Where like Ethan plays with it a lot. He just kind of like looks at the audience, looks at the camera, and like he never <laughs> says yes or no. So I don't know. Well, maybe we'll find out next week. Maybe. <laughs> uh well, I think Oh, I think it was Blade. I think I think the question was like, does Blade make an appearance? feel like it would make sense i mean i'm not gonna get my hopes up but i think that would fit yeah definitely um it feels like the most likely cameo to me but of course the one i really want is scarlet witch so we get a mini in secret reunion (laughs) (laughs) yeah time will tell only only five more weeks of this so (laughs) I know. I, I mean, there's no telling. Kit Harrington show up though, since it's his family that's connected with the Ebony Blade, and uh huh. They might just sneak him in there. I well, could that's see... what I was thinking early on because mm-hmm. I was like, "Wait, isn't isn't this museum where Kit Harrington worked?" But we looked that up, and it was. It, I don't think it, this is, but I mean, it yeah. like it could be in this world. They could be connected in some way. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking like Kit Harrington will. Uh, or Dane Whitman will make an appearance. But the question is, is will Kit we... Kit Harrington as himself. <laughs> Kit Harrington as himself. <laughs> but could this be our first actual, like, look at Black Knight, or will we just see Dane Whitman again? Or will the Eternal show up? I think... I don't think the Eternals will show up. <laughs> I, I think that they probably are like, oh, we should probably put them on a back burner for a while. Um, <laughs> I think that... Maybe Bruce Banner will show up. We don't know. <laughs> I think that Dane would probably show up, but just as Dane, I don't think that we'll yeah. get him as Black Knight. Um, oh man, are they gonna are they gonna pull like Dane? We'll see Dane Whitman, and then in the background, we're gonna hear Marshall Ali's voices played again. <laughs> well, that's the thing is like if we get if we get Blade in this, I highly doubt we're gonna get Blade doing anything. I yeah. think that we may get him as sort of like a. Here he is, but he's not going to oh, be like fighting vampires or anything. That that was that was one of the other questions that that was asked to uh, Ethan was like, "Is your character your character is actually a vampire?" And he was like, "Dude, if that was true, that'd be awesome." He's like, "I'd want to play that character." Well, he could be lying through his teeth, and he is a vampire, so. Well, definitely join us next week uh, when we're going to talk about episode two and dive further into this mystery. Um, and I think that there's really only one one-liner that I could pull from this episode that I was like, well, I want to say that. Um, <laughs> and that has to be the idiot's back. So with that, <laughs> see you guys next week.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.